This is Team Business Podcast. Team Business uncovers the everyday entrepreneurs why, how, and the road to now. With hosts Mike Fusco and Ray Ramirez. Join us to learn how game-changing founders act on their vision and build a team for success. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Ray. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Team Business Podcast. This is Team Business episode number 44. I'm delighted to welcome Rachel Robison today from Tennessee, right outside the great city of Nashville. Rachel is the co-founder CEO of Siege AOS, that stands for Agency Operating System. This particular episode, we're going to talk a little more to our insurance audience, but also a broader audience, because even though the name of the company says Agency Operating System, they don't only support the insurance industry. Is that right, Rachel? Please uh, take yeah. a little time to introduce yourself. <laughs> Hi, yes, that is correct. So while we did get started um, with agency operating system, we actually do help a lot of other industries as well. Uh, the, the actual name of the company is Siege Technology Solutions. And then our core product is Siege AOS, which is agency operating system. Um, it's it's a, a larger take on the agency management system. Agency management system didn't really do justice to what our, our system provides to agencies. And uh, operating system more encapsulated the the full value that we provide. So, so expand on that a little for me because I, I find that quite interesting. Uh, you know, for all my fellow independent insurance agency owners out there, we all tend to sometimes you know we start to go down that that dark hole of talking mm -hmm. about agency AMSs or agency management systems, as Rachel said. So, what's what is unique about your system or your product? that maybe is different than the AMS as we, we know? So I'll start with saying my background as well as my business first background was in the insurance um, as insurance agency side of things. So we've approached this business from the agency perspective and coming from the agency perspective, we experienced all the frustrations that everybody frustrates with these agency management systems and these legacy systems do a great job of managing policies. That's what they were created to do. Um, but that's really all that they did. Um, so what we were looking for was a way not only to manage our current book of business, but to grow our book of business, to do client nurturing and cross-selling and marketing and upselling, all those different things that are going to actually increase your revenues, increase your client base, make for a cl happier clients. And there really wasn't anything out there that, that did what we needed it to do. So we were at the time operating two separate systems for running our agency. We had our agency management system to manage our policies, but then we had a separate CRM system because those CRM systems were starting to come out and become popular. And so we were running that as well to help the client nurturing, marketing, those sorts of things. And of course, managing two systems is cumbersome. People don't like having to duplicate entry. Um, it, it just doesn't make any sense. So we went on a journey trying to find something that did both. And it didn't make sense with technology today why something couldn't do both. And after lots of searching and lots of frustration, uh, trying to find something that did that, we decided to branch out and just create it on our own. So that's how we ended up where we are. So what it does is it incorporates a full, complete, true CRM system, as well as your agency management functionality, all on one single platform instead of trying to make things talk to each other. Wow, that's pretty cool. 
That's pretty cool. So tell me, let's talk a little more. When you say, you know, your CRM and your AMS. So basically CRM from your sales perspective, like your customer outreach, and then your AMS, does it do the accounting and your downloads and all of your policy management service, everything, all your accords are in there, the whole nine? Exactly. So you have your CRM program, which a CRM program could be generic for any industry. Right. Um, but then what we add on to that are your insurance functions, such as it does have a complete accord form library. Um, it does your certificates processing to be able to handle certificates, your policy downloads and from Ivan Ivan's downloads, um, all those sorts of things that you need as an agency to manage your insurance policies, along with the CRM portion altogether. So on the CRM portion, what functionality does it have for client communication? So the real the, the good thing about this particular system that we have, it is open API. So okay. there are the, the capabilities within the system itself, but then you're also able to connect with any third party that gives you API access. Okay. So within the system, you can do, of course, your email communications, but it also gives you the ability to do text messaging. Um, there's also an internal chat features, which you can set up with clients if that's something that you want to do. It includes portals. You can give portal access to information within your system to your clients. Pick and choose what information you want to provide to them, um, what information you even want them to have the ability to edit or not. So there's ways for clients to even do some um, account management of their own within their system. So there's a lot of things that you can do with that to really create a comprehensive experience for your customers. Also giving abilities for customers to do some self-service or to have be able to gather information on their own bring up your agency uh, from how to do that work, but also helping your customers to alleviate those frustration points where they just want to get some information and trying to get a hold of somebody to get that from them. So and how long have you guys been to market? So we started this journey uh, almost four years ago now, uh, but we actually launched publicly to market, came out of beta and launched to market um, January last year. So a year and a half to almost two years, we're getting, getting close to that. We've actually been available publicly to market. So Cool. So tell me a little bit about Siege Solutions, because we were we just talked about you know the, the insurance industry product that you have, but what else? What other industries do you guys support, and you know what other solutions can you provide? Sure. So a lot of what we've we've learned and developed throughout the, these years, this process is that processes are similar across different industries. So helping industries and companies and enterprises to develop processes, be able to automate different uh, repetitive functions, those sorts of things are, are things that you can use across different industries. So while we do have our agency operating system that we have developed for independent insurance agencies, we've also started branching out and doing custom build outs for organizations that want a solution for the issues that they're they're trying to solve. So for example, we've worked on um, with agency uh, clusters, agency networks um, to manage the networks. And then we've worked with a company that creates and manages captive insurance companies, um, trying to build out specific um, functions for them. But it's things that, that translate across. So for example, if you're trying to have set processes that you want your employees to follow step-by-step -step sales procedures, if you have sales procedures in a sales organization, internal um, policy um, procedures that you have to follow and make sure that are that are uh, adhered to. Uh, if you've got different um, reviews that or notices that have to be sent out at different times, you can set schedules and reminders to make sure those kind of things either go out automatically or that people 
are reminded in our assigned tasks to make sure things that are done. Things like that, that you can really automate and get into a system so things don't get overlooked, things don't get lost, everything is documented. Um, that helps, you know, helps out with your E&O issues as well. So. Oh, no doubt. No doubt about that. And that's not just for insurance, that's for any, most industries exactly. have exposures in that regard. Exactly. So just to take a talk a little bit more broad spectrum, by the way, thanks for explaining so well your company and your product processes. That's something that we touched on before we went, we started recording, but I think you mentioned that most companies you speak to or come across don't have good processes in place. And that's something I like to talk about a lot on this podcast because our audience is mostly small business owners, mm-hmm. lots of startups, lots of entrepreneurial minded people that are you know trying to start a company or start a business. Processes, I think, are so important, especially, and you mentioned it, in today's day and age with the way that we work, which is different than it used to be, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we rely so heavily on people being in different places or distributed workforces. So tell me a little bit about like what you think of for processes, workflows, what you kind of see, and really how someone who's starting a business, where they might want to start, where they're considering how to mm-hmm. streamline their company and make it super efficient, productive, and all that good stuff. Yeah. Sorry if I just threw too many questions at <laughs> one time. No, and who knows where this uh, this this journey will lead us? So you can steer me back if, if we get too off topic. <laughs> but so what I've seen is, especially when you start with with small businesses, it's it's survival mode a lot of times when people are starting out a business. You're just trying to make it through the day. You're trying to put out fires. You've got one or two people that are doing everything themselves, and so you start out and you probably don't have processes in place. It's just you take things as they come. But if you want to scale up and as you start adding employees, you really have to get processes in place to be able to maintain control over the quality of output that your your business is providing. Um, And then also to be able to um, make sure that things are being done in an effective and efficient manner. Um, Because if you've got um, 15 different employees and they're all doing something in a different way, there's no way to to track um, how how effective your employees are. Production is hard to track. Um, close rates are hard to track. Um, so if you sit down, uh, that's one, whenever we start our build outs, um, whether it's with an independent agency or, or with, with another type of industry, really sit down and have them think about what they what their processes are because a lot of people haven't even thought about it so say okay if we're going to go start to finish where do you start so when you first have your first interaction with a with a customer with a potential customer what is it that you do what do you want their experience to be what do you want to the outcome to be and then work through that process step by step so say okay this is what we we do first okay well then after that what's the next step and if if that doesn't happen do you what follow-ups do you want to make sure take place and working through that process and actually getting it on paper. Of course, today, I guess it'd be in the computer, not on paper, it seems like. Right. But getting right. that actually down in writing so right. that you have a process because you can't start building out automations within any system if you don't have the process to automate. So that's usually where we start is just really thinking it through. And then once you start thinking about it, you figure out all the little details that go into that and all the extra um things that you really want to follow up on. So that's that's typically where we start on the process. And then once you get your process down, then you can start automating. Yeah, for sure. I think people try to put the cart before the horse. Like they jump into stuff before they have the foundation built. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think that no, from experience being a business owner, you know, the sooner you start documenting your processes and creating processes in your, you know, as you're launching your company, the easier it is. 
it's so hard to go back and create after you've created this, you know, like you said, you could have 50, you know, one day you wake up, you have 15 people and you have no processes. Now you're kind of working backwards and it's just a disaster. But if you start from the beginning, you can build on what you've already documented and what you created. Exactly. And the hard part is if you don't start out with those processes, so it may not seem like a big deal when you first start with one or two employees, but you get to that point where you have 15 employees, everybody does something differently. Then you want to implement processes human nature is people typically resist change. So then you're going to have your employees that maybe they like doing things the way they do things and they're going to be resistant to change. So it's, it's a lot harder to change something later than to start out with good processes. So true. Yeah. I call it plug and play. You know, like if you have it, if you have the system in place, you, you plug things in and you're, and you're off, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so that's awesome. Thanks for touching on that. I had a thought that came to mind when you were, speaking about processes and I totally flipped my mind what I was going to ask you. But so you had mentioned, you know, creating the processes, documenting. How important do you think automation is to any company's success? And how do you, when you're working with your clients, building out the platform, mm -hmm. what types of automation do you consider for them? Yeah. From my perspective, every, every company can benefit from automation because it's such a competitive environment. Costs are going up. Everybody's really trying to control their costs and anything that you can automate allows you to push your people to do their highest level activity. So why would you want to be paying someone's salary, which in most industries is going to be one of your highest costs, you know, going out of your business. Why would you want to be paying somebody's salary to be sending an email that's the exact same email that you send out to every client at the exact same time? Why would you be paying them to use their time that way when you can automate those processes and have that email? Because with technology today, you have all of your customers data in the system. You have merge templates where you can take, you can personalize those emails. So even though they're automated, they're st still personalized with their information, their data, what's important to them. The client doesn't care if it was sent automatically or if somebody physically sat there and typed it. They, all they care about is making sure their issues are taken care of and they, they get the information they need. So automate those kind of processes to allow your people to do the things that the computer can't automatically do for you, to make those connections with your clients, to do those higher level activities that you have to have somebody performing instead of taking up time doing mundane, repetitive tasks. Yeah, you triggered my memory. So when you said data, so here's something that I hear all the time. You know, data is this big hot keyword that everyone likes to use. The problem is, is that if you don't have the correct inputs mm -hmm. and the correct processes in place to put all the information into a central location, and everybody doing it the same way, your data is not your output is going to be, you're not going to be able to track your output because exactly stuff isn't being inputted correctly. So it all starts mm -hmm. with the input. I tell people that all the time and they're like, oh, okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I always tell our clients, the system can only do for you as much as you're willing to put into it. So we always advise, yes, it may take a few extra seconds to put in that extra information or to put the data in right on the front side. But the amount of time and effort it will save you in the future and the amount of um, the more you can do more effective marketing more effective cross selling yep. when you have that information there. And if you don't have it, it's not doing any good. And the platform. So I'll tell you the platform that, that we are built on. Um, a lot of people you know, know about Salesforce. They hear about Salesforce. Yeah. And we experimented with that. Um, but we ended up choosing what we felt was a much better option was Zoho. So yep. a lot of people haven't heard of Zoho, but Zoho is the largest CRM system in the world in terms of users. They have more than Salesforce in terms of users. I think they have like 85 million users worldwide now. Um, and what we found was the ability to customize um, the user friendliness of the system. It was much more intuitive, much easier to do. 
um, we've taken and we've built our system on top of within that uh, Zoho platform. And one of the really nice things about the Zoho platform is the ability to customize. So you have all these CRM systems that exist and they're very generic because, you know, CRM, CRM. But what it allows you to do is go in and add whatever custom fields and, and modules that you want. And you can gather this very specific data that you want for your industry, for your customers. And those fields that you've input, they're easy to do. And those fields are fully utilizable within the system for doing your marketing, your workflows, your cross-selling, your reporting, your graph, your analytics. Um, so that's one of the really nice features is because of that the importance of data and tracking that data um, and using that data yeah. is the ability to track the information that you want to track, not what somebody else thought was important. So they put in or wishing that you could track something that's not there, but really making it what you need to service your clients. Absolutely. And maybe and maybe you develop, you see a trend that other people don't see. So it doesn't even exist out there. Well, you can act on that because you can start tracking that and, and using it. Yeah. And I know Zoho, you know, the reporting functionality is great. And I would say that for those listening that are saying, man, where do I start with it? You know, you know so how do I get people to use the system? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you from my experiences, you have to force it mm-hmm. by outcome. So basically, mm-hmm. like in my agency, for example, people have to use my system in order to be able to write a policy. That's mm-hmm. it. I mean, it's that simple. They can't get a contract out without mm-hmm. using my system or mm-hmm. our system, I should say, without using mm-hmm. our CRM. So just think about ways that you can kind of, force workflows, force processes and entry. And then eventually it becomes a second nature to people because that's what they're used Mm -hmm. to doing. Like Rachel said before, and if you start off ahead of it, you're not going to have, you know, the friction from people that you're making a change after, you know, three, four or five years. Um, Yeah. So great. That was awesome. So yeah, you said data and it reminded me what I was, what I was going to ask you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. As I say, and what you mentioned about getting people to actually use the system um, through yeah. to that. So one is either embedding processes within your system to force them to do that. And then another way that, that some people go with is kind of like the carrot, um, forcing people like tying their pay to the system. So tying certain data collection points or if the policies aren't written, push through the system. It's like, hey, you're getting paid from the system through the system. Our yeah. reports for your for your pay is coming from the system. So if you don't put it in, if you don't put the quotes in, if you don't put the policies in, you're get paid for it yeah so, no it's, different, it's ways, different ways that you can do that so yeah i've had to do that especially you know producers when we're mm-hmm. talking about the insurance industry you know you got to get your your policy has to be entered for commissions to flow through mm-hmm. um i was going to ask so tell me a little about the day-to-day from a tech company i'm always intrigued by you know tech companies like do you guys use the technology like how does your day-to-day operate do you have super dialed in processes and workflows what does what your day-to-day look like for, for Rachel? Sure. So we do use a Zoho platform. So obviously I'm not an agency, so I don't use the AOS portion myself. My business right. partner, though, still owns his agency and he actually he runs his agency on, on the platform. But I do use the Zoho platform where we've built out um, different uh, different modules, different functions, different workflows, templates within, within the Zoho system. So I do everything out of that myself. Um, and I will tell you this, though. We were a startup. We're we were a small company, just like everybody else. And it's you know what people need to do, but then actually doing it yourself. Sometimes you know, do as I say, not as I do. So so we're uh, we are currently working on developing out our processes a little more now that we've gotten more developed and we're growing. Um, we're figuring out we've got to get our processes implemented as well. So it's a process. And, and the thing is, it's also a, a 
it's always changing. So companies, they go in and they'll create their processes. You may find out later either because something has changed in the market or something changed with technology. Maybe things need to be tweaked and changed. So it's a continuous yeah. process and always tweaking and changing and growing. But um, but yeah, we do have a, have everything run out of the Zoho system and collecting data. And it's just a matter of trying to make sure that we have all of our processes automated that we can automate as well. So. So as a CEO, I like to ask this question a lot because a lot of people listening are have to lead people. So what do you think the mark of a good leader is? What do you think when you're leading your people, your leadership style, what do you think makes you a good leader in the eyes of others? For me, and of course everybody has their opinions, but for me, being a leader is being able to build a good team because one person can't do everything and you're only as good as the people around you. So for me, being a good leader means knowing how to pick good people, knowing how to develop those people and knowing how to make those people feel like they contribute a meaningful way and that they're vested in, in, in your company. So for me, it's all about your people and, and putting a good team around you and then trusting, having the ability to trust your team to do their job, um, trusting that you've put the right people in the right places and that they can do what they need to do. So it's all about trust and, and building the right, the right team around you. Absolutely. Great answer. So you're in the South. Are you a sports fan? Uh, somewhat. So I, we do watch national soccer and, and the Predators. So we, we are a national oh, fan. Okay, nice. <laughs> Love it. I'm a huge hockey fan. But I, this is team business. We always like to talk a little bit about sports. You're in SEC country down there. Uh, yes. You're yes. a college football fan? So, yes, I do watch college football. Uh, okay. I, I have, like, mixed allegiances. But <laughs> the balls or no? So I grew up outside of Knoxville. So I grew up liking the Vols. My, my business partner is a huge Vols fan, um, but I've kind of also, uh, I've really kind of been a Georgia fan lately, so. Oh, I see. Going to the dark side, huh? <laughs> I know. But how about the Predators? You, you're, you, you go to hockey games and stuff? So I used to go to a lot of hockey games um, before okay. my, my son came into the picture. So I haven't been to as many games now, but hockey games, there's so much fun. The energy there is unmatched. Yeah. I don't think I've been to any sporting event that's had the energy of going to a Nashville Predators game. Yeah. Yeah. Hockey in the, in the live atmosphere is I think the best, the best sport. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm biased. I grew up playing and watching the sport, but I know Nashville, you know, they had a great team a couple of years ago. I thought they were going to maybe win a cup, but I, I hoped so, but it, it's cool to see, though, in a southern city like that, how much uh, support the NHL has got, you know? Yeah, Nashville is – they really embrace the Predators. I mean, Nashville yeah. – you would think Nashville is hockey country. Uh, people love the Preds. Yeah, here, so. it's awesome. I'd love to see that. Hopefully, we, your son's going to get on skate someday or what? <laughs> Maybe. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> nice. Well, Rachel, thanks so much for joining. It was really awesome to talk to you. Obviously, best of luck with, with Siege and uh, anything that – you want to part with before I conclude? Um, the only thing I have is if anybody is interested in reaching out and seeing um, whether we just talk about processes or seeing that we can do, um, check us out at siegetechnology.com or cjos.com for the insurance industry. So, Yeah, guys, check it out. And Rachel could be, you can locate Rachel on LinkedIn. If you want an introduction or you'd like to speak to Rachel more about her products and services, or even like she said, workflows, processes, uh, shoot me an email, shoot me a text, give me a call. I'm happy to connect you. And uh, besides that, thank you all for listening. Team Business episode number 44. And it was a great time with Rachel. We appreciate her taking time out of her busy day to join. Thank you. So thanks again. We'll see you soon on Team Business. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks. Thanks.